Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome down to the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast episode 100 and 20 not out 121 not out yeah 121 i'm looking forward to the day where before we start you <laughs> quick look at your phone have a look at the last episode and we'll go right that's one today weirdly just, actually yes. i genuinely thought i'd got that correct then and when i looked at you you gave me that eye and i thought oh no i've got it wrong i wonder how many listeners we've lost in the past people to put him on on and hearing oh, i've heard on 20 before i must be the same <laughs> one again and it's new content who knows who knows hashtag blame rick blame rick well hopefully we're gonna have no mishaps today at all um action-packed podcast coming your way hope everyone is doing well in the world um hopefully we can share a nice little hour or so of a little bit of chit chat about golf maybe a little bit of chit chat about what we've been up to yes well first things first a little bit of housework is that the right word housekeeping housekeeping that's not housework we're not dusting yet (laughs) one one (laughs) (laughs) crap (laughs) (laughs) let's start again let's start again um no um Hopefully exciting news, but some news I wanted to kind of just explain a bit more thoroughly than I have done in the last couple of days on social media. So, um, obviously, if you're listening, you know that every Tuesday, we release a new podcast. Yes. You can listen to it. You can watch it. If you have a short attention span, you can watch clips of it on the YouTube channel. And the YouTube channel is uh, the Rick Shields Golf Show. It's not Rick's main YouTube channel. Yes. Yes. Um, we sometimes release a little th- a Friday treat. Why not? Why not? And the last one was Martin Borgmeyer. That was a good one. It was a good one. He just did long drive. He came eighth, I think, top oh. eight. So, Carl Berkshire won it. Yeah, so we've, we've given him a bit of bad vibe. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Spur him on. Um, so, that was last Friday just gone. So, if you've not listened to that one yet, you've got a little treat for you. Um, we always do Friday treats. But just, just when you're not expecting it, it's just coming out of left field. But the update is, we are now, going forward, uh, going to be releasing the odd kind of bonus um, clip on YouTube. I'd almost even call them exclusive Yeah, clip. very exclusive. Two reasons why, well, one big reason why. The first reason why is that sometimes something happens in the week that's very newsworthy, but by the time they then come to the normal podcast, it's a bit gone and yep. a bit old news. Yeah. Um. So last, last week, we did one on this whole Tigers on Phil Mickelson Twitter escapade. Beef. Beef. And we also did one on the fact that Jason Day had moved to Bridgestone Golf Ball. So we put those online, thankfully done very well on views, but some people, and I get this, I get this, uh, who are in the clubhouse, were a little bit disappointed that like, oh, I didn't know this was happening. Um, so it's not that we're taking less from the podcast. 
It's that we're going to talk about things in the week occasion that we wouldn't normally talk about in yeah. the podcast. Like we wouldn't really today be talking about Jason Day signing with Bridgestone. No. Because it's kind of happened and yeah. we had our talk about it, but we wouldn't have probably brought it up on this podcast and anyway. Certainly today. the Tiger one. That feels yeah. like so old news now. Yeah, exactly. So it's more it's more newsworthy content. That's so it. If you want to check out everybody, everything, you know, if you're in the clubhouse and you're thinking, I feel a bit hard done by here, this is almost the dodgy stuff you get shown at around the back. Yeah. Like, you know, like that dodgy chef in the club. We, we've always said, <laughs> we've always said <laughs> we shouldn't have, have employed that dodgy chef at the He's clubhouse. called Carl, isn't he? Carl, but is it his real name? Mm, he doesn't look like know. a Carl to me. He seems to swap jobs every six months, <laughs> suspiciously. So he'll he'll invite you around the back and go, hey, check out this uh, yeah. exclusive content I've got. <laughs> Never been seen before. Um, so make sure you are subscribed to the second channel. I think we're up to 150 or nearly 150,000 subscribers on there. So check it out um, and do not miss out on any of these exclusive clips yes. coming your and way. And we've had a few people saying, well, you know, I don't watch videos very much. Is it going to affect my clubhouse membership? It's not. To be in the clubhouse, you have to listen to the full episodes. That is how you become a fully fledged member, fledged member of the clubhouse. Yes. So it's just a little bonus treat. Exactly. Um, I just want to very quickly touch on, well, not even quickly, the fact that our man, our new new best friend, yes, Victor Hovland, yes, almost won this weekend. So close, unbelievable. This was the Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill. Um, he played incredible golf. The weekend I've never seen professional golfers on like what looks like a resort golf course mm. struggle so much this weekend like some of the scores were absolutely crazy under par anybody even one or two under par was perceived as an incredible score um i've actually played bay hill a few years ago and it was nowhere near as the condition it wasn't tournament condition when yeah. i played it at all but when you see that tournament the green the greens look like glass the rough is thick and juicy. It's long and it was windy. And you've got alligators and water. <laughs> so hard lines, Victor. Uh, I'd love to have seen you kind of take victory after mm. obviously coming on the podcast. It's great to see that you've back up to third in the world. Uh, but then also, big shout out to Scotty Scheffler. Killing it. Like, he's not won forever. Then he goes and wins Waste Management at Phoenix two weeks ago and then goes and wins the, the Arna Palmer Invitational and moves up to fifth in the world and ka-ching, 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 <laughs> makes some dollar-dollar. Because I think the top prize was two point two over $2 million at least. That is nice, isn't it? He's doing all right. It's not bad, that. He gets a nice little red cardigan, big trophy, and his wife there is on the picture and she must be thinking, oh, yeah. This this is we're gonna have a good year. Scott have a state tonight if you want. <laughs> we're gonna have a good year. It just shows, and it well, it sounds obvious. But when a golfer's hot, they often are hot. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. It must be nice going to tournament thinking I'm playing well, I'm swinging it good, and then just winning two million quid. And he just he didn't do anything ridiculously impressive on the in on the final nine. I think he actually had nine pars in a row, but his putting was absolutely sensational. I mean, on the back nine, he topped a golf shot. Straight out topped it, trying to recover Ridiculous. from the trees. Another shot on the on the sixteenth, which is the par five. He had this awkward stance and kind of semi topped it again, but still managed to make par from everywhere. His long putting was exceptional, and like I say, Vic, it wasn't Victor's day. He could have held a lot more. He didn't hold much out on the green. He, I think he went in every single bunker on the golf course this week. Um, but yeah, I, it was one of those ones where I know we spoke about 
spoke about it on the podcast quite a few times about watching golf now and it could change. It mm-hmm. could be a little bit different. I must admit, I watched it last night and I think more importantly because of the connection we've had with Victor recently, like my, my palms were like sweating <laughs> watching it. I'm like watching it going, come on, please. But um, he didn't do it. But That's the thing. If you if you have a golfer who's your favourite or you're kind of cheering for someone, you get behind it so much more, don't you? Yeah. And I suppose the more you watch golf, obviously, the more you then develop those kind of relationships, if you like, with the player. You like the player, like the way they swing, you like what they stand for and then you start to cheer for them more. Um, quick question then, very off topic, but... This open now that's coming, who are you going to be cheering for? We've got a few guys that we we'll yeah. like You've got your Brysons, you've got your Victors, you've got your Minwoo Lees. I, th- I think for... I think Minwoo Lee and Victor, Yeah, to be honest. I feel like Bryson, obviously, it's Bryson, he's going to do incredible. But I just... I feel at the moment that kind of... Certainly Minwoo Lee, after playing with him there, in reverse... Like that's where we met him. That would be sick. It, that would be that would be pretty special. It's more, let's be honest, from almost a selfish standpoint. I think sometimes is this where is this where you form an allegiance with a player? Like let's say, obviously, we've met a couple of these guys in person. We actually didn't. We've not met Victor and, and Bryson in person as such just yet. But I'm sure we will do this year. But like we've met obviously Tommy in person, Minwoo Lee, loads of other like Sam Horsfield. Yep. These guys is when you go to a tournament. And you get up close and personal with some of these players. Is that where you you form these relationships? And it's and it's kind of one way relationship because yeah. they don't maybe when you're in a fan they don't might maybe know who you are. But suddenly the way you, you say to him, "Oh, great put, Victor," and he looks up and goes, "Oh, cheer pa- cheers, pal," or signs a think, golf yeah, ball for no, a kid. I, I or, do you know what I mean? Hundred percent. I think obviously not everybody's fortunate to, to get to an event. I think that's why social media is helping as well now but yeah like if you go to a tour event and you see victor sign a ball for either your child or for somebody else or he just eldges the crowd that way that's worth a lot in it powerful isn't 100%, it 100 same now on social media when people like giving stuff away to the fans or might do a little video for a fan if somebody requests it for a child or something or, or even replies to a comment yeah. or likes a comment like it carries a lot of weight and, and i think all that added up ends up you, you it's how you get connected to these players. I think that's why it's so important that so many of them continue to do this and continue to push the brands on social media, interact with fans. Because it, it, it does get people on your side, I feel, anyway, 100%. certainly from the tour level. Question for you. Yes. <laughs> I don't answer yet. I want to mull on this. Okay. What's the worst feeling in golf? And the reason I ask. So on Saturday, <laughs> be no surprise, I went to the driving range. Standard Saturday for me nice. now. It's good, though. It's becoming... like. I do want to play more golf this year and it will happen. Certainly as the sun's coming out now and getting a bit better weather. But at the moment, I'm really loving the driving range. I've made myself an awful coffee. Wow, what's wrong with it? Well, we ran out of... I've, I've made a contraption. Concoction. Concoction. Concoction of, of things. So we have this like coffee machine in the office and I have these like cappuccino capsules and we ran out of one half of it. So I've kind of made a mocha coffee throffy thing. Mm. It's disgusting. But it's keeping me warm, so I might keep drinking it. Okay. There it goes. With the face you pulled when you had a swig. I thought you were... <laughs> right, anyway. So I went to the driving range. Yes. Basically, covered the long drive, as always. Standard. Any good? Uh, not bad. I was leading while I was there, but okay. it was very, very wind into the face, which obviously makes a huge difference. Obviously. I got 277, and it was an absolute beast of a hit as it's well crazy, for me. Though, and then I think later on, I looked, and some of the guys beat me. It was a fair play. Well Because, like, the weekend before, you're 50 yards longer. Yeah. Well, I think that's good, though, because it shows that the wind makes a difference. Yeah. Which, like, obviously, with closed day, like on a GC quad, it's good because you can always get the numbers you want to look for. But it makes it more fun, I think, going each week. Anyway, I was warming up, and I got my pitching wedge out. 
and it was one of my first full swings of the day. And I hit the absolute biggest shank hosel rocket you've ever seen in your entire life. Wow, one of those ones that's like, you know, it almost has a good ball flight. It's like you actually catch it with speed at the proper at the hosel. It just shoots up like 90 degrees to the right. And obviously on the driving range, it's not the end of the world. You know, hit another one and forget about it. But I've done that before in comps and I've almost burst into tears. <laughs> I remember at my old golf course, I was on the eighth hole playing quite well. Par three, no trouble at all. Just shanked it. One of those ones you don't even debate looking for it. It's like that. There's no point looking. That's gone. And I was what 28 at the time. They burst out crying. <laughs> it's just horrendous, isn't it? I hate it. And it made me think. There's actually a lot. Of, although we all love golf, we all play golf. It's it's a chance to get out out of the house and in the fresh air for four hours and exercise and take your mind off things. And it's a great sport. But there's also a lot of times where it's absolutely horrible, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it can be brutal. It can be. Let's be honest. Right now and. How many times, let's say you've been to, let's say you went to a golf course, right? Mm -hmm. And a hundred people were playing golf that day. Yes. And as they arrived, you asked them a question. Are you going to play good or bad today? Right? Yeah. And you get an answer. Yes or no. Because I think that could be quite mixed. Yeah. I don't think everybody's going to say yes. I play bloody shite, probably. (laughs) They go and play the round. So let's say five hours later, they've had some lunch and they're driving back out the car park. (laughs) How many people out of that hundred, do you honestly think, if you asked them the question... Did you play well today? How many of them answer yes compared to no? Six say yes. Six out of a hundred. Six out of a hundred. Yeah, I would. I would agree. I may, maybe even think lower. Maybe. Maybe even like one or two. That's why as golfers, we're a little bit weird because you very rarely walk away happy. But I did a thing on Twitter, so I put a little tweet out. I went to the car wash after I've been to the driving range. Nice. And I was really good Saturday. It was really good actually. <laughs> so exciting, different ways. Um, I've got the uh, seven pound car. Well, not inside. Just, just sometimes I'm a car washed inside and out. You have to get out of the car yeah. for ten minutes and sit there. I thought I don't want that. No, so I'm sitting in the car. I have a little scroll. I want it sparkly. I want it sparkly. Very vain. The inside's horrendous, but the outside looks nice. Um, <laughs> the kind of person they are. <laughs> Horrible on the inside. <laughs> Nice exterior. But you look good. Yeah. Um, so I did a little tweet and I give people options. But what's the worst feeling in golf? Shank out of bounds. Okay. Losing a brand new ball. Yeah. And I'm talking first shot with that. Yeah. Hitting your ankle with your putter. We've Ooh, all done. Oh, ouch. Or I put other, right? Okay. So out of those ones I put, shank OB won with 53%. Uh, we had losing a brand new golf ball at 21. And then 19% people said hitting ankle with putter. But this is where the fun starts. I asked people for the... Um, other answers. So I want you to rate these out of 10. So 10 is, yeah, that is the worst thing in golf. One's like, that's not, not even that bad. bad. Okay. I think a lot of them are quite high. So um, the first one is standing on the first tee in a two or three ball, knowing that the course is clear in front, apart from that one four ball that just teed off, and you know there's no chance of them letting you through. Mm, it's okay. So what's that? Five. Five, okay. This is actually for my friend, Anthony Whelan. Hitting a massive drive on a par four and then fatting the chip. Yeah, that's right. That's like <laughs> that's like that's like a nine. It is a nine. That is it. I bet that's a massive shot you've got in your locker. That. Oh, hun- that's but how many so times you. you've absolutely strike one down the middle of the fairway? Do you remember actually at old course that yes. time? Uh, I said yes, I don't actually know which shot you're gonna say, but uh, I will know it when you say it. The first time we played it. Which hole? Seventeen. Yes. Oh, yes, you did. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just set the scene all. That drive is the hardest drive in the whole of the golf course. So I'm sure everybody knows this, but the 17th at the old course, you hit over the old course hotel. My favourite hotel. Yes, the Owen Hotel is that you go over. 
Young Rick Shields stands there. First time ever playing it. We, we've got a match on, and you're, you're playing well, and I'm, yes. I'm scrapping it like a dog. <laughs> and I step up a there. Rottweiler. I step up there, and I think, come on, this is it. You've always wanted to play this hole. Like This this is the road yeah, hole. Yeah. The first time I've ever played it, the famous hole. And I stand up there, and I, and I blank Heart everything out. pounding. I think, right's not a miss I've got. If I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss left. She's fine. Right's not a miss. Step up there and, and channel my inner tiger, yes. Rory dun, dun, Bryson. Dun, dun, like dun, it's dun. like playing the PJ t- like ninety five game yeah, yeah. Tiger, and I absolutely button it, buttoned. And it is that it's like that thump thump you get on PlayStation thump yeah. thump, and it's rocketing over. The, I, I I even saw a little bit of flame coming off the ball. Well, there was. I don't know what year it was. <laughs> it was Tiger was nineteen ninety seven or something. The game where when you used to hit a perfect shot, it went Tiger shot shot yeah. shot shot shot, and he all went in flames. I feel like it must be just like. Did he have a game as early as 97? I, can't, I think it was very... Wow. We'll try and get a clip on the video bit for people so anyway, to see. Smash one over the over the hotel. Like, whoosh, yeah. it, like people in the balcony was like holding on so they wouldn't like get blown away by the People were stood there the with a the drink. They just dropped the drink out of the hand. They didn't throw it. They just dropped. It was like time stood still. I was like, what the hell was that? This golf ball rocketed over the, over the exact O of hotel. Like, it was perfect. It was absolutely spot on. Wind was hard after... I can't remember which way the wind I can't was. Remember. The wind Maybe was irrelevant left. for you. She Maybe just left. nailed it. Walked down there. Cocky. Cocky boy I was. Swagger. I think you'd gone a bit left. I'd gone very left, yeah. Because you had a good score going. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. safe. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. walking round the, the side of the hotel. You were doing the uh, Conor McGregor walk, <laughs> the Vince McMahon billionaire strut. <laughs> and I walked down there, and, and not to my surprise, because I, I knew where it was. Yeah. I walked around the corner, and there perched in the middle of the fairway was my Pro V1. It was just sat there, just glistening. 130 yards out. Pin was pin was front, kind of middle-ish. You know, I, I was like, here we go. This is it. Road hole. I, I'm not, from this position, I'm not even seeing the bunker. The dangerous seven-foot bunker. What was weird as well is, you're about six foot tall. By the time you got this golf ball, you were six foot five and absolutely Easy. shredded. Easy. You were just looked different guy. Oh, women were flocking. They were. I had to stop these women <laughs> from getting you. <laughs> And then I looked at the road. I was like, I don't see no road. What's the what road? road? Why is this? Why is this hole even called the road? Hole? Easy hole. <laughs> so I step up there with a little wedge, and I'm like, okay, this is it. This is my time. Guy's dead. He's he's over there somewhere. This is my time to make birdie, birdie, birdie last, and we've got a chance of a match here. <laughs> I step up there, and I probably hit it a grand total of forty yards. I think the divot went further than the ball. I'm going to think of five <laughs> words to explain that golf shot. Pathetic, weak, pointless, horrible. Shameful. Shameful, yes, shameful's the one. I, I'm shameful now. Like, from, from up here, I was six foot five, women flocking, like, everything was in life was good. Next shot, nobody was around. I was about to resign, actually, and just leave you there. <laughs> the weather got worse. I suddenly was three foot tall. The women had disappeared. I was... I was I was a lonely figure. Yeah. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> I walk. I, I, I take the very short walk to my next shot. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, <laughs> I'd like to say it went. It was better, but it wasn't. I was like, ole, 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 ole. I've won the match. I think my next shot, my third shot into this phenomenal hole, I did still didn't hit the green. I probably hit it maybe 25 yards in front of me. At this point, I was feeling sorry for you. <laughs> I think my next shot, I might have got my putter out. <laughs> so, yeah, that that is what he's, what Anthony's just said there is exactly one of, one of the worst situations I 100%. think you can get. Well, I've got a few more yet. Um, I don't even give each one of them their own story like that, but 
let's just go for it a bit quicker. <laughs> yeah, I can give um, you an example of every one of these. Paul Dunker said, this is a standard one, but it's so true. Smashing it at the range, striping it, and then get a triple bogey on the first hole. Yeah, that's cool. All done that. Um, Tom, I like this one, and it's probably one more for the UK markets. The US aren't as big on this, but leaving your battery for your electric trolley at home. I've done that before. Battery for electric. Oh yeah, okay. So you can take your electric trolley to the golf course. You've charged the battery overnight. You get there. You've got your, you've got your bag. It's typically a bigger bag because you have a yeah, trolley. Yeah. Loads of drinks in your waterproof snacks. Everything. You like? Is it going to rain now? Nah, well, I've got an electric trolley. I've got everything. I don't stick my bro- stick two brollies in. Yeah. Why not? I'm not carrying it. Left your battery at home. That's oh, a nightmare. You got to you got to sheepishly go in the pro shop. Uh, excuse me, Mister Pro. Can I borrow a battery or a pull trolley? Worst case, I've, I've got I've got one of the state of our uh, motor caddies. And they go, are oh, we going to do power caddies here, pal? You're like, oh, great. Christ. James has said, being let through, but then slicing your ball <laughs> into trees and making the group letting you through wait while you find your golf ball. Being let through, on paper, as much as you want to be let through, is not a nice it's place terrible. to be, is it? No, it's terrible. Like, you, sometimes you're behind the group and you've, your hands are on your, on your, your side. And you're like, come on, lads, hurry yeah. up. And then they go, come on through. And you think, Oh, I didn't really want to play yeah. through. <laughs> I want to moan, if anything. I let me think of a fat one. Um, this is one from Regan, and it's have we all done it? Losing your ball when you've hit a good shot. Oh, yeah. I've 100% had that before. Yeah, definitely. Certainly wet courses around here when you hit your drive down the fairway and then it's plugged and gone. Um, this is a nice one from Kyle. Someone saying, nice putt, and then you watch your ball lip out. It's the worst. I, yeah. I actually honestly believe there is there is a curse. Like, golf has got a curse when the ball is going towards the hole and someone says, nice putt, the golf gods go, nah. Not today, mate. Don't pre- don't you predict <laughs> what this golf ball's going to do. Yeah. The golf gods go, nah, mate. Nah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make its lip in a big way. And it's then he kind of looks at you and goes, nice one. Yeah. You know, the other, other one, you hit at a phenomenal tee shot on a par five. Yeah. You hit a phenomenal second shot onto the green. Yeah. You put for eagle. Three put par. And it's not, it's not, <laughs> you know, two, it's not a big putt. No. 10 foot. You think, here we go, eagle putt. Yeah. This is it. It's going to get my round going. And you leave it a foot short. Round oh, the edge. yeah. Or, never you, up, never or you ram it past. Never up, never in's a crap line as well, isn't it? It's got some truth to it, though. It is very true, but it's like, oh, you've got to hit this one. Don't leave it short. Well, yeah, I know I get that, but either way. Um, this one was so random, but yeah, I everyone's done it. It's probably my favourite. Thinking you found your ball in the trees, but... It's just a shell of an old golf ball. Oh, How does that even happen? Is it lawnmowers? Like, cut up, it? Everyone's done that. You go, there's yeah. my ball, and you get this, like, a random old DDH cover. Great. Um, do you know what I used to do as a kid, though? I, I remember when, like, I, I was sly. Oh, go on. Let's say your ball's gone into the trees. Yeah. Okay. Drop one. <clears throat> as, a kid, <laughs> as a kid, you go in there, and, and you might find a few, and you think, oh, yeah, that, oh, that's a crap pinnacle or whatever. What I used to do, certainly playing in, like, junior events, I used to put the ball, like, in a position where it was dead easy to find, so that if another group, <laughs> That's horrible. another group hit the ball in the truck, they go, "I've got it, I've got it," and they walk up and go, "Oh, it's not mine." Is that when you're all <laughs> on it in pen as well? <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Sorry, Matt, you have to bleep that. Um, last one is from Chris. Getting an update at seven o'clock in the morning that the course is closed. <sighs> if you, there's nothing worse. You've worked hard all week. You set your alarm, get your golf outfit out. And the thing is as well, a lot of blokes will admit this, but they do it. Get your golf clothes out ready the night before. Yeah, yeah. Pick what you're going to wear. Most of them clearly don't care, but actually they do. And you clean your clubs, get up in the morning, and the course is shut. There's a couple I'm going to just very well, quickly have a add to this list. 
And this is my... This is the official from, list, by the way. Well, this is more, this, to be honest, a bit more of a bespoke list. <laughs> this is for when I worked in a pro shop. Okay. And people would ring up and they'd go, Hiya, Rick. Um, it's it's John. Uh, I'm after a tea time Sunday morning. What What's the earliest you've got? I think I know what you're going to say here. And I'd go like, all right, not a problem, uh, Mr. Mister John. <laughs> uh, the earliest on Sunday, because it's a nice day, it's, it's going to be sunny, it's 6.45. Oh, not that bloody early. <laughs> not that bloody early. And then I'd go, okay, what time would you like? All right, 10 o'clock. <laughs> well, how is that early? 100%. Like, and then, I know and then they'll say, all right, I'll say, well, I've got... Um, 9.57. No, no, no. Not anything later. I've got 9.18. Oh, not anything earlier. <laughs> oh, for God's sake, no. Never yeah. two times. That's all I've got. 100% used to get that. Oh, it used to drive me insane. Like, yes. I, don't, I, I genuinely, one time, I remember I remember one phone call I got. And um, <laughs> so the the number for the pro shop was different to the hotel. This was when I was at Mir. Or not the hotel, like the reception area. And somebody tried to ring the pro shop number. Okay, couldn't get through. Bad line and whatever, engaged. I probably had it off the hook. I was like, can't be bothered with these lot. Uh, so they rang the main reception. Yeah. Then they could transfer to the pro shop, yeah. which came through on a different phone. I answered. They go, oh, hi, Rick. Uh, I've been trying to ring all morning. Have you, cha- have you moved? Have you changed, changed your location? I'm like, are you actually for real? It's a golf club. How can I, like, change my location? I don't know if you like... I'll tell you one very, very quick story. This, <laughs> this is a funny one, right? So I get a phone call, okay? In the pro I, shop. I told you about this one. I don't know, I don't know what you're going to say. Saturday morning, yeah. okay, get a phone call in the, in the pro shop, right? And there used, to, with me, there used to be a couple of guys in the pro shop, me and another pro, and maybe even three of us if it was a busy day, okay? One of the members rang me up. Mm-hmm. Hi, Rick. Um, I've got tea time at half nine, but I'm currently, uh, my car's broke down. I'm just in Nutsford. I'm like, all right, not a problem. Like, any, any way that, like, someone can come and pick me up? Did he smoke 60 tags a day? this guy. I don't know. So uh, I said, I said, I thought to myself, well, I'd rather be going picking someone up than be sat in the pro shop. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll come pick you up. So I spoke to my pro and said, the head pro, I'm just going to go and pick up, like, yeah. Simon, he was called. I'm going to go and pick up Simon quickly. And uh, he went, yeah, not a problem. Like, don't be, don't be long. I said, not a problem. So darted down towards Nutsford. There's only yeah. one road towards Nutsford. And he, he, way he told me he'd, he'd broken down was near, like, the Range Rover garage. And it sounds a bit posh, that, doesn't it? But near there. So I'm, I'm driving down. I'm looking around going, well, I can't see the car anywhere. So I ring up the pro shop going... Um, what car does Simon drive? Oh, he drives a whatever Bentley or mm. whatever. All right, I can't, can't see it. I don't know where he is. So I end up getting his number. Rang the number. Simon, where are you? I'm just, I'm just a bit further down the road. You'll see me. You can't miss me, right? Drive further down the road. So after about ten minutes, I'm like, I genuinely can't find him. I'm gonna, have, Simon? I'm gonna have to go back here. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm genuinely gonna have to drive back because I can't find him. Yeah. What's the point? I've been out for half an hour now. This should have only taken ten minutes. I start walking back and I get to get to the um, golf club. Yeah, and I spot Simon's car. Ah, what the hell? So I'm thinking, what? So I walk through the main bit near the restaurant, and he's there, sat with loads and loads and loads of members. And I'm like, and he all looks around at me, goes, "Hey, Rick, what's the date?" Oh no! I looked at my phone. Saturday the first of April. Ah, oh. he had me. He had me. You done? I'd clap. Yeah. <laughs> just like <laughs> you had me that is one of the best April Fools I've ever had but you got half an hour at the shop but it was like the problem was, like, was like stressing like, yeah I can imagine so I was like where is he like I, I need to find him because I've come out thinking I'm like super Rick and I'm walking back with no Simon <sighs> and he's there chilling out with the coffee 
Just sounds like salmon, that, doesn't it? That's <laughs> what salmon would do. Um, so another, actually, um, weird trip I had this weekend. So another exciting thing I did on Saturday, actually. I've not told you all about Saturday. So driving range, okay. car, car wash, wash. post office. Well, where's the post office? Nice. And the one near me was shut. Um, so it's one a bit further down the road. <laughs> I'm intrigued to where this is going to go. Not that exciting yet. But um, went to the post office, sorted, sent some trainers back, done. Felt good, a little chore, boxed off. But then I thought... I've been to the range of hit balls today, so I'm not going to go to the range again, obviously, but I'm going to nip into Clark's Golf Centre. I've looked at the shop. Um, I like going in there occasionally for a bit of a mooch around the shop. And also, like, look at the second-hand clubs. Just see what's just what's there, exciting, little bits and bats. Remind me, off-podcast, to talk about Clark's. Okay, off-podcast? Yeah. Oh, okay, wow. Just some, Sorry, everybody okay. listening. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, I, to, I saw something this weekend I want to tell you about. Okay, so first thing I saw was a Vega wedge, 45 quid. That's quite good for a Vega wedge. Anyway, I was in and out, and then... Probably 10 minutes, I was left, walked out. And some fellow's walking in, said, oh, hi, guy. Went, oh, yeah, I didn't know him, but he was obviously a podcast listener and loved your videos. Uh, in fact, no, he was slagging you off. I'm joking. That's fine. Nice, <laughs> nice bloke. Standard. And he was telling me how he was going for a fitting. And I said, oh, right, okay. So he was saying that he's got currently got a Cobra Speed Zone Extreme, 12 degrees, that weirdly won on Twitter of Cobra. Nice. And he got it fitted at Clark's. We went, this was about two years ago when the driver came out. We went to Clark's and said, look, I've won a driver off Cobra. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, but I want to get my specs so I can order the correct one. And so he said oh, they, 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 he paid for fitting, basically. Not a lot, but he paid for fitting, got his ideal specs, ordered the driver of Cobra, got the driver two years ago, dead happy. But he's been having lessons with Barry Taylor, and he's improved his delivery, and he's found that this 12-degree driver is spinning up too much, even when he lofts it down, so he was going for a fitting. So he's telling me all about this, and I was actually really intrigued. And he said he was going for uh, going to try the Ping, he was going to try the new new Cobra and the new Callaway. So telling me all about it, and then I said, oh, okay, I'll see you later, and I left. And as sad as it sounds, I was actually thinking that I really want to know what he, he gets here because I'm quite intrigued. He tweeted me afterwards. No way. So I was like, he said, oh, nice to speak to you before. I said, oh, what did he get? I was actually really keen to know. And he came out um, with the Ping G425, but LS Tech. Nice. Lower spin. I think he must he, have like, really improved his game. Yeah, he, he gained like 20 yards of, of, of carry and everything was rosy. But the point of the story is he didn't try. He wasn't fussed on trying the stealth. I've actually heard, I'm not one second in the stealth is a bad driver. It's a very good driver. But I've heard a lot of kind of average golfers saying they haven't gone with the stealth at all. Well, it's mad you just say this. A really good friend of mine has, has literally texted me this morning. Hi, mate. Bought the stealth and can't get along with it. Really? Want, wanting to try a new shaft, blah, blah, blah. What do you think? I'm like, it's mad because you look. Like Scott, a daft example again, Scotty Scheffler won with it last night. Yeah. So it's not a bad driver. 100%. Like, we can't say it's a bad driver. But there are certain characteristics of it that I don't think suit every golfer on the planet. And like, it doesn't matter which version, Stealth or Stealth Plus. I feel like, like I've been hitting, like, when I've been doing these daft long drives and stuff with you at the driving range, I know when I hit it, yeah. it is faster, it's longer than what I currently use. But it's bloody unpredictable. Like, yeah. I find it. Um, sometimes unmanageable, really. It's been a very weird one this year because th this guy I was speaking to, he said he wasn't a big fan of the looks of stealth. Whereas I actually, when I first saw it, thought that looked different. So that's it. I think the, I think the looks are phenomenal. I, I agree. I honestly do. I love the story. I love the fact that the best players in the world are, are using it, or some of the best players in the world are using it. But for me, even when I've tried it, I mean, I'm not hitting the driver great anyway, so I need all the forgiveness I can get. But I honestly think from the testing I've done, I mean, I've hit, I'd say I've hit a good number of shots You've to, hit to know. A couple hundred. With yeah. that driver now. I find it, honestly, so unforgiving. And I've heard from some retailers as well, they're finding the same, that people are coming in dying to try it, which is kudos to TaylorMade. They've done a great job of marketing it. They really have. have this year. It's been one of the best marketed products I think I've seen for a number of years. Um, 
But it just doesn't seem to be working for people. From what I've seen, again, I might be talking absolute nonsense. If you're watching this clip or whatever, comment down below if you've tried it and you like it or how you've got on with it. But I honestly, from what I'm seeing, it's so unforgiving. Mm. It's giving me that vibe of the slider, SLDR. Yeah. It, it's a good launch monitor driver. 100%. And is this where maybe people like even my mate James, who's messaged me, did he go in for a fitting? And in a fitting, you can get it going. Oh, yeah. Like in a, in a bay, and that's why I did the video against the Ping G425 uh, Max driver that I currently have in the bag when I, we did that video at, at JCB. Because I do believe it's got power. It's Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Got speed, but it's just lacking a little bit of consistency and, and forgiveness, really. I certainly find it is with the stealth drivers well one of the things we said kind of I think it was off podcast was that i thought this year would actually be a good year for callaway because even though their driver on paper when we first saw them didn't quite excite us we knew it perform callaway drivers always perform there's four options this year so you're gonna get one for every golfer and with all this hype around taylor made and the stealth so many people are going and kind of rightly so to go and try stealth and if you can try one for free i think you should why not but i think a lot of people are going and kind of go, oh it's not actually for me that let's mm. try the callaway yeah, well, let's try the Cobra. In, coming in the side door. Exactly. A bit, aren't they? So I think Callaway and Cobra this year, and Ping obviously always, are going to pick up some sales actually off the back of how well yeah. marketed. Like, like Stealth's debate. 100%. It's getting people in because people want to hit it. Yeah. And then once they've hit it, they might go onto a Ping or a Cobra or a Callaway. Uh, what they end up with is obviously going to be unpredictable down to the individual. The, the only one I've not tried, normally now brands obviously bring out several drivers, which can be a bit confusing, but equally it's quite good for the consumer because you should get a head that suits you. Most of them have three or four. 
obviously with stealth, you've got the stealth plus, which is the super low spin one. There's the stealth kind of standard. And then there's obviously the type HD. D or HD. Now that's one I've not tried. Typically that's more obviously a draw bias drive. It's high draw this time. Unless that's somehow a lot more forgiving, which it might be. I might have to try that one as well. But it doesn't massively feel like they've got that real forgiving option. No. Um, and also, Tubes did a video the other day. I don't know if you saw it. He was going for a new driver. And he put this. He started the video. Was it Silvermere? Got a really good fitting. And he said, I've got Stealth, I've got Ping, and I've got the new Cobra. I knew which one he was going to be walking out with straight away. Ping. 100%. And he did. Yeah. Just so forgiving. He got more... I think he got a bit more out of it again on TaylorMade on good hits. Because... But for an average someone golfer... Someone like that who... I'm sure he won't mind us saying, struggles with driver a little yeah, bit. Yeah, 100%. I, I just can't see a Stealth in his hands. But let, let's say a Rory... Oh, yeah. I can't see a Ping G425 Max in his hands. Like, I do think this year kind of stealth is, is more than ever geared towards, mm. like, the best of the best players. I, I'd agree. And I said earlier on, 100%, I'm keen to hear people's thoughts. If you're watching this clip, let us know below. If you're listening, you want to email us, podcast at rickshields.com. I'd love to get to know a bit more. What's up? Well, hold on. Didn't the stealth produced the fastest ever ball speed for a certain company recently. Sorry, I, I, I couldn't let it go. Um, so, on um, a note of what we did at the weekend, I, I, I don't know what I did Saturday, can't remember, taking the kids to swimming and dancing, all that rubbish. No, it's good. Went to Lytham yesterday. Yeah, I saw your pictures. Guaranteed I was going to bump into two or more people that I knew. Well, I've noticed something about what... I don't this is intentional or not, but when you go out on these trips, you've got to have a golf vibe about you. I only have golf gear, don't I, really? Yeah. Is that so you can get a few well, more? What, what do you mean? It wasn't that golfy, was there? It looked like you were in golf shoes. I was wearing golf shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing golf shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but they're so comfy, guy. Well, more to come they're on so that. They're so comfy. They're, they are. My, new, they are. my new shoes are so I'm going to give you a bit so of, a, of a pass because they are like a trainer style. And I'm testing them. And you're testing them. But it's just that Rick... They gave wants, me great grip around the beach. It was, <laughs> what was weird, though, he was wearing golf shoes. Fine. A golf cover-up. Fine. Golf hat. It was like you wore a glove walking around living. That was a bit weird. <laughs> I didn't. I had, I, had a, I had a coat on, which I've never played golf in, but it is a golf coat. Yeah, but that's... I've that's, never played yeah. golf in. And I had a woolly hat, which... I never wear woolly hats. No, on a serious note, I'm kind of pulling your leg. But it does. it is kind of testament to golf clubs, how they are. Nobody walking past that didn't know you would think, that guy's in golf gear, would they? No, I love golf gear's getting walking better. around somewhere like Lytham and spotting the golf gear. 100%. I saw a guy like, say with a tightless hat on. I saw a tightless hat. Yeah. I saw a tightless hat. I saw, um, oh, there was a one guy in the queue. Oh, uh, guy in the ice cream queue, Galvin Green, like waterproof He's jacket on. I was like, well, nobody's wearing Galvin Green for anything else, no. are they? Lindenberg's a bit of a different one because you get Lindenberg in High all fashion, different walks of yeah. life, like skiing yeah. and all this and that. Either. But if you see somebody in a in a ping, and like even the school run, if it's raining on the school run, yeah. you spot either the golfers or or the golfers in the family. Yeah. And there's a brolly at the front door and suddenly they're holding up like a, a ping brolly or yeah. like a Slazinger brolly or something. I like it when it's actually got the model club on it as well. So you no longer had the umbrella. For example, <laughs> yeah. it's like a ping G2 umbrella. Like, it's, gone that, while. it's gone that a bit now, hasn't it though? <laughs> yeah, it has. I'm sure back in the day, God, what brand was it now? I had a golf ball umbrella. So like you put it up and it was like, dim it was like That's dimple cool. effect. Oh, what brand was it? It was really cool. I can't remember what it was now. Anyway, Long story short, I've been to Lytham so many times and always think to myself, 100%, I'm going to bump into... James Robinson. Almost. Dan Webster. Yeah. Never do. 
This time I did. Oh, great. In the ice cream queue and bumped into Did he have Rev- a bit of a golf vibe on as well? I feel like he might have done. He had a Lindenberg jacket on, actually. Um, what else was he wearing? I think he might have had golf shoes on as well. But what was really funny... Golf, so, hashtag golf dads. So, yeah, we're, we're there <laughs> chatting and the kids are playing football. We're near Fairhaven Lake. You ever been there? No. It's lovely. Weird. So Fairhaven Lake, there's like this, this lovely little boathouse-esque kind of restaurant right on the water's edge. It's lovely. Really nice place for food. This is not, this is not a sponsored shout. Um... <laughs> If you do want to sponsor us, though, Fairhaven Lake, podcast at rickshields.com. That cl- um, building used to be a clubhouse to a golf course. Oh, wow. So back in the day, many, many moons ago, I think it was 1835 or something, around Fairhaven Lake, there used to be a golf course that kind of sweet round. And when you look at it, you're like, wow, this would be an amazing yeah, golf bet. course. But that was the clubhouse. Anyway, we got chatting. <clears throat> it was funny because he said... Um, he said, oh, yeah, I said, he had a busy day. He's like, yeah, I wasn't working today, but I did a 100-kilometer 100, 100 bike ride. Oh, my word. Oh, God. Outrageous. So he walked off, and uh, I actually I actually did a little bit of exercise yesterday, <laughs> and uh, my wife nudged me and went, why didn't you tell him about your run? I said, I did 5K. <laughs> <laughs> He's there going over for an ice cream, and I'm thinking, I'm not going to have an ice cream. He's earned ice cream. I've exactly, he said that. I said, I'm like, I, I don't, I didn't earn a an ice cream for a 5k run but we had a good time and then bumped into went to pizza express nice tea <laughs> goes against what i've just said <laughs> 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 but to be honest we walked from, two from Lydon down to fave and lake with the kids i'm carrying them scootering bloody all this jazz and your golf clubs on your back <laughs> <laughs> is that the one that gave it away it was the honestly the amount of times we looked on right move yesterday though really that movie i want to live i want to live in Lydon. But I don't know how. Just buy a house and move. I've, I've, there isn't any. And then walked all the way back. Did seventeen thousand steps. Wow. Then went Peter Express, and then sat in Peter Express. Who walked in through the door? James Robinson. Nope. Dan Webster. Nope. Ali Taylor. Johnny Moss. Johnny Moss. Nice. Yeah, that would have been long guessing. Yeah. It, but <laughs> Johnny came in. So Johnny um, works at the um, St Anne's Old Links, doesn't he? So yeah, came in. Had a little natter. So it was lovely. Great. Anyway, that was that was my Sunday. Perfect. Um, speaking of. That does not make... I was going to try and say this. I was trying to say... Speaking of Lytham, speaking just, of Johnny Moss, speaking say, of pizza... I was going to go with, Speaking of Sundays, you've got some beef. It doesn't remote... Actually, it would work. Some beef with roast potatoes. That was nice. Oh, who have I got beef with now? No, it's, it's, it's actually something. I don't want it anymore. No, 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 it's not beef. It's a comment we've had in our Facebook group by a podcast listener, I imagine, because they're part of the Facebook group. If you're not a member of the Facebook group, join. Search on Facebook for Rick Shields Golf Show Podcast and join. Um, and it's kind and of... If, if, I want to live in Lytham. We need to put an entry fee on that joining. Yeah, okay. Ten pound, please. Um, it's a negative one, but I want to answer it. And it's not too. You'll you'll see what I'm getting at. So it's from David, and um, somebody. It was a post about something random, but he put on Rick's main channel is surprisingly quiet. I think he's focusing too much on the podcast. I miss all the product reviews and course vlogs. I love Break Seventy Five. I know it's all supposed to be coming back soon, but the channel's falling way ba- back on my subscription favorites. Even though I've watched every video since um, twenty twenty, so. Basically, David wants more content. Now, somebody commented back on behalf of Don't us. We all? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, David and other people that are listening who are watching who love the main channel, and thankfully, so many people do, and it's still obviously so important, clearly. It's just been the weather, and it? it's literally been as simple as that. We haven't filmed on the golf course that much yet. We've got some in the bank, which is good, because the weather's been terrible. When we film the podcast, it doesn't matter if it's raining, snowy, windy, what doesn't matter what's going on outside, no. this room is this room yep. always. So 
we've not been focusing more on the podcast. We've we do podcast, and and if we're not filming because it's tip, tipping it out, tipping it down outside, we might as well do more bits on the podcast. Exactly. Um, but yeah, the weather's been really bad. We've also um, invested in some new equipment recently, which we have had a few little teething issues with, uh, without kind of dropping anyone in it. This is not Matt this time. <laughs> but uh, we went filming the other day for a full day on one of the only days it's been sunny for a long time, and uh, we had a slight technical difficulty with the cameras. So um, that's resolved now. We've got some really exciting trips. Even this week, we've got a really exciting trip. Um, March, when daffodils are out, we start making more golf content. Yes. And it'll be coming soon. We've got we've got break seventy five season two starting incredibly soon. Probably gonna be hitting a screen near you start of April. I've also got some other bits of content that I'd like to be f- filming as well. In fact, the the little kind of um video that's gonna go out this week, maybe Wednesday, is gonna give a lot more people an insight to yeah. what's actually happening this year. A lot of the time, kind of January through to March, it's very equipment heavy, which you've seen a lot of driver testing, et cetera, et cetera. From kind of March all the way through the end of the season now, we're going to see more coaching videos, more on-course, co- more coaching, yeah, more coaching videos, more on-course videos, more matches, challenges. Normal service, if not better, is going to resume very, very soon. Yeah, 100%. I think that's the thing from the outside. It's, it's fine. that Obviously, the, the audience don't need to kind of know all this really, but this is why the podcast is great. We can tell them. It's not that for one second... We're prioritising the podcast. Over. It's just that this is so easy to do. <laughs> I um, actually, honestly, feel like we're working harder than ever before at the moment. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, it, coming it, out with less It, it really is. It's, just at the moment. It's, it's frustrating, but obviously, it's like when you play golf yourselves. Obviously, the, the worse the weather is, the less golf you can play. But for us, it's not even about the weather and you don't want to play in the rain or whatever. It's the fact we can't film in the rain. The courses might be short. They might not look great. And a lot going on. But yeah. thankfully, that is about to change. So I just wanted to address that because it wasn't like a horrible negative. It was just kind of more of an inquisitive one. It's yeah. obviously from a real fan. So I thought I'd just, just touch on What was he called again? David. David. Thanks, David. Um, that didn't sound sincere, that. Thanks, <laughs> David. Through gritted teeth. No, thanks. <laughs> I can't say it genuinely. Thanks, David. I really appreciate, mate. You... <laughs> Try again. Thanks, David. I really appreciate your comments, even though it's made me feel a little bit worse. But motivated. <laughs> Do you know what's mad? What? I've drank that coffee. Oh, right, yeah. Well, I don't know. You're going to run to the toilet in a minute. I didn't mind it. But. Um, I've also asked on Facebook for loads of questions, and we have, as always, got loads of questions. Um, Rick, when this is from Mike. When are you going to actually finally play Peter Finch? It's been happening in September, October. 2024. Oh, no, I'm joking. Uh, soon, um, Pete's injured, so I need to play him quick <laughs> while he's injured. <laughs> But soon, yeah, not sure when. David has said, David Creasy, what items have you tested and been the most surprised with and which have been the most disappointed? Let's not use like illegal golf clubs or whatever, like genuine kind the of... The most surprised, genuinely, genuinely, is the ball video that's coming out this week. Yeah, okay. And also the Max Slide butthole. Yeah, yeah. Like that was, both golf balls have been really good. I think Kirkland have been good as well. Kirkland. Like a lot of golf ball stuff I've been really impressed with this year. Um... What have I been disappointed about? I, I still think with all the hype, I'm still a little bit disappointed with stealth. I know we've mm. just touched on it, but still just like, oh, I, it's a shame it didn't just unlock that next level. It yeah. kind of, it matched a level just using a different material. Yeah. That's a very, I was going to answer a question. That's a very weird one, the one I was going to looking at. Um, I think another one is Break 75 coming back. Very soon. Very soon. And hopefully Some bigger big. and better. Yeah. 
you'll enjoy it. There's a weird one. Uh, we touched on graphite the other day, but somebody said, should more beginners be using steel shafts in the driver? I would say definitely no, not. Definitely the not. heavier, harder to swing. Um, probably a little bit less forgiving as well. She's not going to be striking the middle quite as much, I wouldn't imagine. Um, harder to get hold of. Yeah. Hard to get hold of. Um, sorry, I should have probably had these planned. I never do with the face. I like to kind of keep it quite raw, but I have also actually got a dear Rick. We've not done one for a while. Oh, yeah, go for it. Um, since actually last episode when we mentioned the podcast email address, we've actually had a lot more genuine emails, which is great. great. So if you want to send us anything in, feel free. Again, it's podcast at rickshields.com. I feel like I say it a hell of a lot. But people often ask what the email is. Uh, I think a lot of people spell your name wrong as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it's from Anonymous. Um, so he looks for podcasts, etc. Which is great. Thanks so much. Um, I started playing golf in September 2020 and immediately got hooked. I was at the range consistently trying to learn how to swing decently. After about a year, I was shooting mid-90s, but it's only a short golf course. And then I got um, five lessons from two different instructors to try and understand my golf swing better um, and to get a bit, bit more distance. I was only hitting my 7,930 yards. Both instructors were not the best, and one would constantly show up late um, and still cut off the time for lessons, so we'd get there at 10 past one Ouch. rather than one o'clock and still cut lessons off at half past one or whatever. Um, both instructors were not the best. Oh, sorry, I've just read that bit out. I want to continue to improve, but these lessons are expensive. Uh, where I live, the cheapest one is $75 for half an hour. Um, I also feel like watching golf YouTube can get confusing because there's so much information out there, which, again, kind of do understand it's hard to decipher which is best without someone telling me what I'm doing wrong and how to fix it. So that is sometimes get out with you. If you're mm. looking for simple tips on YouTube, obviously Rick does some and a lot of other people do as well, but it can be a bit overwhelming. I'm at the point where I want to quit because I feel like I'm regressing. I'm going backwards. I can't improve my distance and I'm stuck. Um, I'm going home now more often than not frustrated rather than enjoying my golf, which is what we talked about earlier on. And I feel like I can't improve on my own without lessons. So what should I do? So I think normally you, if someone said like they're not getting better, you would say get lessons. Get lessons. Just quickly, Rick, while you're kind of thinking about that, one thing I want to touch on, and this isn't trying to create clicks or be stupid. I don't think lessons are overrated, but I do think that a lot of people think that a lesson is a magic wand. And from my experience of lessons, I've not had loads in my time, but unless it's a fundamental, simple change, I think when you have a lesson with a good coach, like obviously you were, and again, my friend Barry Taylor's a very good coach, but you have to be prepared to work on it. It's not as simple as going, I don't think, and you might disagree, you've had obviously hours and hours and hours and days of experience, but often when the coach tells you something, you have to then go and hit a lot of balls to make that worthwhile, don't you? <clears throat> and you know what's really important there? You've not only got to hit a lot of golf balls, you've got to be very, very diligent with mm. your practice. Yeah. Because the amount of time, so, so going back to your point, sometimes genuinely i've been in a lesson situation with a student of mine and it is almost like a magic wand yeah. sometimes in that mm -hmm. hour lesson or whatever it may be like you'd have a golfer that was really 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 struggling to make contact or to get a good shape and suddenly there's a couple of things that you alter and, and like the difference was night and day yeah. like for some people it's like ridiculous the difference like they've gone in with it with a super super open club face and they're, they're struggling to hit the 7970 yards on a full swing by making a few changes strengthening the grip strengthening the club face position you get them hitting like 170 yards yeah. like it's ridiculous the biggest challenge for golf coaches for students for golfers wanting to get better is that time between the lessons does it does it get worse mm -hmm. do they practice the wrong things have they taken on the wrong information that's the really delicate yeah. situation. Like, you've suddenly kind of just, you, you've gone in there, and weirdly, a lot of, even bad swings, technically bad swings, 
practiced a lot of time become quite um uh what's the right word concrete mm-hmm. like the set in place and after a lesson sometimes your job you've got a big bloody sledgehammer <laughs> and, you, and you're smashing down this concrete yeah, yeah. and suddenly you forming this new kind of pattern a new learning style which is what you want to then become concrete you want to set that in place but the challenge is between smashing out the old technique and bringing in the new technique that golfer goes away and hits balls willy-nilly and thinks they're doing the right things but they're not you know what i've seen so many times i've played with people who've said oh i had a lesson recently about my grip let's just say and they fix it to, to this whatever that might be but today I'll go back to my old one because I know I'll get yeah, me around. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and I, even even me, like I'll I'll be stood there. And I, I know my grip's weak, and I'll I'll be stood there at a driving range or a simulator, and I've strengthened my grip and I'm working on my club face position. And I, and over time, I'm starting to see different shapes. I'm like, oh, I like that. That's controllable. Step me on the first tee when it matters. I go back yeah. to my old ways because it's like it's trust, isn't it? But like when somebody, I know you can you do get those exceptions where somebody comes, but let's just say. Very hard to, to do this, but if somebody comes for a one-hour lesson with you to fix something, in reality, how many hours of practice would it then take them to like kind of get that? I know it can vary, but like it, it it's can a lot, va- it I can guess. vary, and I, and I just think it's it's how well that student understands what you've actually changed after. Yeah. So it's even things like when I, when I was obviously coaching full time after the lesson, I'd almost quiz the student on what we've done. Like I don't want the student just to have listened to me for an hour or listened to the coach we'd write down like two or three really important bullet points and I would quiz him on it or quiz him him or her. Right, what do we need to do with your grip? Show me. Right, I need to do this with my left hand. I need to do this with my right hand. What's that going to change? Well, it's going to change my club face going back. Why do we need to change your club face going back so that I don't slice it off to the right? Brilliant. When we're coming to impact, what do you need to focus on? I need to focus on X, Y, and Z. Why is that? So I can get the center. Like, I'd try and make sure that once that student walked out of my room, my teaching academy at the time, I'd reinforce the things that they've got to change. I'd send them notes. I'd send them a video on what we've changed. And I'd make sure they... Fully, fully, fully understood what we're trying to do. And, yeah. what, and maybe even give that student the insight to go, I'm just going to let you know for the next couple of practice sessions, it might not be the best in the world, but stick with it. Yeah. Like, don't let it, because you've seen what can happen if you do it correctly. You know what I think's weird from, a, obviously I'm not a golf coach, but I feel like so much about golf lessons are like technical. Like you said, then club face, grip, this, that, the other. I would love to see an experiment and he couldn't do it, but you get, Two people, it's the exact same person, it's off 20 handicap, you just more, clone that person. One of them has lessons for, let's say, six weeks, very, like you've said, in a bay, here's your path, here's that, da-da-da. The other person has none of that. They have, like, playing lessons mm-hmm. where a coach walks around with them and doesn't necessarily tell them, like, how to hit a shot in terms of, like, technical as such, but more like, right, use your and just bump it to yep. that bit of the green. Let's hit this point. Like, you know, and see who actually I, improves more. I, I think you're right, but I think there's sometimes, honestly, I've, I've had people come into me who literally wouldn't even be able to get to that stage. Like, yeah. they, 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 there's no level of consistency. Yeah. Like, they could be stood there and they'll hit shot 50 yards right and next and one they'll, they'll left. Yeah, like, that on the golf course, it doesn't matter how much I can tell you, right, let's avoid hitting it right on this shot. They got no control over yeah. it. You know, one of, one of my most successful stories ever. I had a student come in, and he was an, an older gentleman. And weirdly, he didn't play that much out on the golf course. When it was nice weather, he'd go out and play six holes. He was a lovely guy. And um, <clears throat> when it first started, maybe naively, I kind of maybe 
went down that route of technical and this guy's like he was probably in his 80s right yeah, yeah. and he's he's not into all that he's not into like gc quad numbers and all do you know what i mean <laughs> well, some some people some old yeah. i'm not saying none of them but this guy this particular guy wasn't and it probably a couple of lessons in i'm thinking he's not really getting this he's not really kind of grasping what we're trying to say so at the time i had these like impact stickers on the club face because he couldn't find the middle to save his life so i had these impact tape so i gave him a massive sheet of it i said do me a favor every time you go and practice put one of these stickers on your face and after you've finished take it off and put it in like a little book next to put on his forehead <laughs> <laughs> put one in a little book and just write next to it like how many how many shots was it and how many how many times did you hit the middle yeah and the very first time he did it the pattern on his club face on that sticker was everywhere all over the place like literally everywhere right so he come in so what i did then on the next sticker i, I drew a, a, a an area where he's got to hit made it smaller mm -hmm. go away and practice it started hitting closer to the middle Next time, I hadn't told him anything about that technique. Yeah. Next time we do it, you're getting close. And over time, that practice, honestly, his strike location, because that's all he was focusing on, became unbelievably better. That's like ridiculous. And I know when we've been out filming a couple of times, I'm doing a coaching video, and I'm saying like this idea of just being aware of strike, he's the, still the person I go back to. Yeah. So I'm like, he had no idea how he was improving strike, but because that was his only focus, yeah. He, he improved strikes tremendously. And he, and he went on to hit the ball so much better without any real technical information, just this idea of trying to hit the middle a little bit better. So I feel like that's been a really amazing insight to coach. And I've, we know, I know I've been pushed answer, down that yeah. way as well. Yeah, so basically, well, back to his email, he said, I feel like I'm at the point where I want to quit because I'm regressing. can't improve distance and I'm stuck. Um, he feels he can't improve without lessons, but the coach is rather expensive and not very good. What should he do? So is it something like that? Is it something like just playing more? or I think... It's very challenging sometimes when you're looking for a golf coach because it's ideally you want to be recommended one that has good pedigree that you know that either a friend has used or you've seen good success or you read online reviews or or maybe you've even watched that person's if they have got a YouTube channel maybe you've watched that person's YouTube videos and you and you can kind of relate to that person you enjoy how they speak it might just be worth trying a few more pros. I'm not saying that that's the only route, but obviously it's $75 for half an hour. That's expensive, by the yeah. way, isn't it? Um, you know, that... that <laughs> I think you can't try everyone, really, but try and find somebody that's got like, real strong credibility. Um, the other thing, I wouldn't be too... Dis if, if you did this, I wouldn't be too bad if you told your next golf coach the bad experiences you've had with the other two mm. not don't name names but go yeah, in yeah. there and just go let you know i've had a couple of pros up so far i've not particularly got out of it what i'd like the first guy kept turning up late and finishing the lesson early that is bad because that that third pro is not going to do that is it no i would think so because he, he's already said i don't yeah. like to do that and then the second pro i had just felt like he wasn't giving me the right information suddenly you're putting it in the third coach's hands to go okay i'm gonna i'm gonna i used to do it all the time i'm gonna change your opinion of golf coaching yeah. The other two guys have given my my um, uh, industry a bad name. I'm going to show you that's not the case. Yep. I'm going to show you that actually golf coaching can be really beneficial, can be really fun, can be very time efficient, and can show you how to improve. Love so it. I wouldn't rule it out just yet. Maybe just try somebody else with some good credibility online. I've just had an email in literally as you're talking then, and the title has got me. So I've not really vetted it yet. <laughs> clickbaited you. No, no, it's a good... So I want to read it out, but this could be... I don't know where it's going. I tried okay. to quickly read it while you are talking. Obviously, I'm listening to you, so I couldn't massively... But anyway, it says, the title is My Custom Fitting Failed Me. <sighs> so, um, hi, Guy and Rick. I've been listening since the start of the year and slowly making my, my way through the podcast back catalogue. I'm currently on episode 87. 
Uh, with you both take it, talking a lot about custom fitting and whether or not it's, it's best for everyone, I decided to get a free custom fit for driver at a retailer, which I'm not going to just name right now. Well, it's on here, but a uh, bit of a background on my ability or lack thereof. I'm 28 years old, currently playing off a 30 handicap. Started golf back in January 2021, just over a year ago. Currently playing a Tour Edge Bazooka 12 degree regular shaft driver, which I got as a hand-me-down from a mate. And I was looking for a new driver as I just didn't like the club and had no confidence behind the ball. A Bazooka? It's a Tour Edge. Oh, nice. I don't know what model that is, but... So, I went along for my fitting. I spent 30 minutes with the fitter who built a 9 degree, um, but adjusted it to the max loft. And it was a Callaway Rogue driver with a stiff shaft. And it was one inch shorter to help counter my 50-yard slice which was working for me and getting me back online, showing a draw bias. So it's been given a rogue driver, a bit of a draw bias, shorter shaft, nine degrees. So on paper, it kind of makes sense, I guess, if he's slicing one. Um, but the fitter wouldn't sell me the golf club. He point blank said, go to get a few lessons to fix your swing, to increase accuracy and confidence that you know your swing, even, get your swing better. Then come back and see me and I'll fit you for a driver. With Rick always saying, see a fitter you pay for so that you get real good feedback, it would be good to hear both of your thoughts on the retailer being so open and honest about this. I felt this invaluable information for me. Um, and I've now got, I felt this was, sorry, I'm not doing this very well because I'm trying to read it for the first time. I felt this was val- invaluable information for me and now I've got a lesson booked in for next week. I was ready to drop over £500 on a driver, uh, mostly because I wanted to shine a new club, but after that, I'm holding off. Um, so basically, he's praising the retailer. So it's not really a fail, is it? No. As such. I, I I love that as a as well, Apparently, a it was American golf. Right. So fair play. Yeah. I, for me, I, I'd like to see more of that. Yeah. And I, know one, I understand people are going in there to buy a shiny new toy as, as he's done. But the fact that he's gone in there and he, he's not paid for a fitting, has he? As no, he said it was fitting. free. It was free. But it <laughs> felt like that. Well, you yeah. always say, pay for once you don't get your pants pulled down. Yeah. It feels like he's had that experience, even though it was a free one. Yeah. I... I re- Again, I've mentioned this before. For me, I think getting a paid fitting, you just get a really honest response because yeah. the fitter's made his money. Mm. If he sells you a driver, happy days. But he's, he's made his money. So if, if you walk out there and you're hitting your own driver better, that's absolutely fine. Um, fair dues. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm really happy about that. It's nice to hear that things like that are happening. Um, it's nice to know that... Pro- you know, people are going in there and trying these clubs, and it sounds like even the fitting sounds like a good fitting. Yeah, it does. Like sound every, quite, everything yeah, that technical. the fitter's done is, is would improve him. But I love the fact he said, "No, go away and get some lessons, and then if if once that's got you better, we'll fit you again." I think as well in that instance, if there's a if there is a severe shot shape like that, and he's really building the club to kind of help reduce it, but he can see potential in this lad, and he's, he likes his golf. He's going to be playing more, and he's going to possibly have lessons in the future then that driver, although it might be great now, in six months yeah. or a year, he might kind of outgrow it as such. So it is good advice. Did, did you see much of that in your, in your kind of fitting life? I know you, it was different for you because you weren't really selling the product as such, were you? <laughs> Not, yeah, I mean, you would get some people who would want a driver and the way you would build it would help reduce a bad shot. But, but equally, I mean, that sounds like a great fitting, but you're never going to get a driver that's going to stop a slice, no. are you? You might get one that can reduce it. And the beauty of when I was fitting was that the basically that there was only separate, there was three different heads and you couldn't move weights, but you just change loft really. So you could build a driver that might help to slightly reduce a slice. But if that golfer then went and got lessons, the driver could then be kind of altered. Yeah. Um, but again, it's one of those things where I know lessons get pushed a lot and rightly so, but a lot of people don't want to have lessons. No, and I, they, I understand and that. In that instance though, if he said he is willing to have lessons and that, right. lasted, that's, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. But 
if a golfer came saying, I want more ball speed and you could fit a driver that would get them that, then that would kind of work on the day, I guess. Yeah. But if you have got a massive shot shape like that, lessons are definitely better. Yeah, yeah. When it when it's really severe, yeah. Like when you talked about the magic wand before, mm. the less even though maybe it, neither is the perfect magic wand. I feel like Lessons has more, much more of a, of a magical spark about it to help that 50-yard oh, slice because well, the club's just not going to do it. I suppose in theory with Lessons, if you're going to put the work in with the coach, it's almost the improvements are limitless. Yeah. You could go from 28 to scratch, potentially, if you spent enough time. Yeah. Whereas a golf club is never going to get you out from 28 to scratch, is no, it? No. Very good. Very good. Very I, was, good. I felt like a really good podcast. Wow. I mean... If we think it's good... People probably think it's crap. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> That's the way it goes. No, the ones who think are rubbish, people like. Um, any, any more news? Th- there is other stuff on there, but I think that's it for today. I think that's um, As at the start, there might be some... I don't know if this week there'll be anything out coming on the channel um, in terms of podcast extra clips. Just one last thing on that we decided that when you're on the podcast YouTube page, if it's a full podcast, it's got a kind of a red thumbnail clips of the same podcast are green and these kind of standalone separate clips will be yellow so if you see a yellow one it's unreleased content hopefully we've explained that well enough hope nobody's unhappy about it but it's just extra stuff for free perfect guys thanks for listening to the ritual golf show podcast we shall see you next week i'm gonna give a little teaser we might have a huge guest we'll let you know if that's the case see you next week (laughs) peace Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.